Chorophobia is, by definition, the fear of clowns. According to the Cleveland Clinic website, children and adults who fear clowns may experience extreme irrational reactions when they see clowns in person or view pictures or videos of clowns. So when creepy clown sightings started popping up in 2016, it created a full-blown panic across the country. Reports and videos of these killer clowns were spreading like wildfire with claims that some of them were attempting to lure children into the woods. What most people don't realize is that these sightings actually originated in the upstate of South Carolina. What was the inspiration for these clown sightings? Some say it was promotional stunts for small films. Some think it was inspired by the remake of Stephen King's It, which was set to release the following year. Or maybe the motivations were more sinister than we thought. My name is Blake Mosley, and this is South Carolina Spook Show. Stay tuned. person to spot a clown, the patient zero in the epidemic of threatening clown sightings that spread across the U.S. in 2016, was a little boy at a low-income apartment complex in Greenville, South Carolina. He ran to his mother, Donna Arnold, and told her what he had seen. Two clowns in the woods, both brightly dressed and made up, one with a red wig and the other with a black star painted on his face. They whispered something to the boy. They were trying to lure him to the house, his mother said. Following that incident, other reports of creepy clown sightings began to come in from other parts of Greenville and the upstate. In Greenville itself, the hysteria got so bad that both the Greenville Police Department and Greenville County Sheriff's Office held a press conference to address the issue. At the joint presser, law enforcement instructed locals on what to do if they see a clown out on the streets. Head inside and call 911. GPD Chief Ken Miller even sent a message to the city's creepy clown population, saying, The clowning around needs to stop. Recognizing an opportunity, local rapper Sonny Weather attempted to capitalize on the hysteria by releasing a clown-themed music video for his song, Around Here. As the days went on, children continued to tell adults that clowns were attempting to lure them into the woods. They say the clowns live deep in the woods, near a house by a pond. This tale sounds like a mishmash of newspaper clippings and pages ripped straight from Stephen King novels. But these are actually details taken from a report filed by the sheriff's office in Greenville County after several residents at an apartment complex said that people in clown makeup had been terrorizing both children and adults. Several children said that clowns were offering them money to follow them into the woods close to the house by the pond. The police say they have found no evidence of clown paraphernalia at the house. A woman walking home late one night said that she had seen a large-figured clown waving at her from under a streetlight. She even waved back. And another woman said that her son had heard clanging chains and a banging noise at his front door. In these cases, people who reported the clown sightings refused to give their names to the police. 
The police didn't know if the stories were coming from the imaginations of children or if there was something sinister afoot, but panic residents began taking the law into their own hands. The Greenville Sheriff's Office investigated reports that residents of the apartment complex fired shots into the direction of the wooded area. Master Deputy Sheriff Ryan Flood said that the authorities had not confirmed any of these sightings, but said that extra deputies were patrolling the apartment complex just to make sure. Property managers were also distributing flyers that warned children against walking into the woods alone at night. Then the clown sightings started to spread like wildfire across the country and beyond. In early October 2016, further incidents were reported in Canada and the first occurrences in the United Kingdom and Australia. British communities were described as horrified and pressure had been placed on police resources. Throughout this time, internet social media sites received numerous postings related to the phenomenon. The World Clown Association president, Randy Christensen, took a stand against the current trend of people dressing up as clowns to frighten people. Circuses and other clown-related businesses were affected. In October of 2016, McDonald's decided that Ronald McDonald would even keep a lower profile as a result of the incidents. A sociologist called 2016 a bad time to be a professional clown. The killer clown craze had even been linked to a significant increase in sales of clown suits in and around Scotland. During Halloween, some Floridians decided to go armed while trick-or-treating. The fear of clowns is known as chlorophobia, and it's understandable because even if they are not serial killers, clowns are already creepy. It's misleading to ask when clowns turn bad, warns the writer Benjamin Radford in his history, Bad Clowns. They were never really good. Radford cites Joseph Campbell's classic analysis of the myth, The Hero with a Thousand Faces. Universal, too, is casting of the antagonist, the representative of evil, in the role of the clown. Devils, both the lusty thickheads and the sharp, clever deceivers, are always clowns. Clowns deliberately exaggerate the human face and cover the human face with paint so as to make the face less human. When a small child is first learning about the world, to have exaggerated features is incredibly disquieting. It makes them question what they are just beginning to feel is normal. Of course, the clown's behavior is meant to be funny, but if you haven't yet developed that sense of the world, then you simply view them as odd and scary. Even once we are old enough to understand what clowns are, their very point is to upset expectations. Clowns behave in ways that transgress behavioral boundaries. They run up and they throw water over you, for example. Though, of course, it never turns out to be actual water. It's just paper. So the contemporary relevance of killer clowns through John Wayne Gacy taps into this broader cultural chlorophobia. Aaron Ballack, a psychotherapist and author of Psychodynamics of Social Networking, suggests that the strong feelings about clowns we half remember from childhood are contributing to the dual virality of the present phenomenon, the virality of the stories about clowns, and the virality of the idea that one might dress up as a clown to scare people. Psychologists understand contagion to include the spreading of an idea, feeling, or behavior through a group, he explains. Historically, you'd see this in small clusters of people, villages, and groups. Think of the Salem Witch Trials. But social media enables a crowd mentality to be extended like never before. And the closer a contagious event comes to something psychologically or emotionally deep and or universal, the more likely it is to trend. 
The scary clown idea fits this pattern perfectly. This volatile mix of intense feeling and contagion via social media spreads the idea of participating in an emotionally charged behavior to such a large population that even if a tiny percentage of its viewers wish to mimic it, we're bound to see instances of it far and wide. So far and wide, in fact, several New Zealand shops withdrew their clown costumes from their shelves. In the United States, the East Side Union High School District, the West Milford School District, Ohio School District, and Springsboro Community Schools issued a blanket ban on all clown costumes and clown masks in addition to previously existing policies and restrictions. Target pulled down their clown mask from its website and stores as a result of the scare, as did Canadian Tire. The village of Memram Crook, New Brunswick, asked its residents not to dress up as clowns on Halloween. Employees of theme parks were instructed to remove any horror costumes and makeup before leaving work. By October 25th of 2016, several news outlets reported an alleged clown-initiated purge or attack which supposedly was to take place on Halloween Eve of 2016. While there were no widespread purge attacks as threatened, a family from Florida were attacked on October 31st, 2016 by a group of approximately 20 people in clown masks and masks styled after the Purge movie. No arrests were made. The clown hysteria had seemed to revolve around two nightmare scenarios. The first one is that a group of people dressed as clowns are preying on children. The second is that evil clowns, who seem to represent either people dressed as clowns or professionals who make it their job to dress as scary clowns, are somehow straying outside their professional purview and creepily wandering the streets. But there is no evidence anywhere that either of these scenarios is actually occurring. There is no evidence that a ring of people dressed as clowns are preying on children. There is no evidence that evil clowns exist and are currently taking to the streets. But that hasn't stopped people from perpetuating and reacting to the hoax clown sightings across the country, possibly contributing to the fatal stabbing of a 16-year-old boy in possession of a clown mask. The pranksters, viral marketers, and criminals may be taking advantage of a cultural fear of clowns, with examples including Mr. King's It and John Wayne Gacy, the serial killer who dressed up as a clown. But Stephen Schultzman, a child psychiatrist who teaches a course on the philosophy of horror films at Harvard University, suggests that something more primal could be at work. Humans are built to recognize patterns from an early age and a clown's exaggerated human features sets off a primal warning bell from within our crocodile brains. It has this kind of capacity to grab you emotionally before it grabs you cognitively. That's the key to making something viral online, actually, to make people emotionally engaged before they're intellectually engaged. In his years researching the things that scare us, Dr. Schultzman has also uncovered another truism. Horror is almost never about the thing that's scary. The horror unravels once terrified people respond. When the locals take their guns out and fire into the woods, it's not that different from people going with their pitchforks into the woods after Frankenstein's monster, he added, saying, it never ends well. Hey 
everyone. Thank you once again for checking out South Carolina Spook Show. If you don't mind sharing this little project that I've been doing with your friends and family, uh, particularly those who enjoy the paranormal and true crime, especially from the state of South Carolina, I would really appreciate it. I'm available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, CastBox, Stitcher, and Radio Public. So you know anybody who prefers those platforms, Please let them know I'm available on there. And uh, wherever you can, if you can leave me a rating and review for the show, that will help me grow and it will help me be able to do more um, and maybe turn this into more than just a little project. And also, if you want to follow the show on social media to stay up to date, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. It's at South Carolina Spook Show. Uh, Also on Twitter, it's at SC Spook Show. So go give me a follow. You can stay up to date. You'll be notified whenever new episodes drop and when I have something fun that I can post on there. And if you want to follow me personally, I'm also on Instagram and Twitter. It's at Blake underscore Mosley. I'm also on TikTok. It's at Blake Brosley. And I'm on YouTube. If you want to watch me play drums, it's youtube.com slash Mosley with three Ys. And if you have your own stories that you would like to share with me uh, that I can maybe turn into an episode or have you on to interview you, or if you just have ideas that you would like to send me, uh, hit me up. Send me an email. It's scspookshow at gmail.com. I really would appreciate that. Uh, also, I've gotten a lot of great ideas, and I've, and you guys have given me a ton of, of things to work on in the future. So I really do appreciate it. I've got an ongoing list in my phone. It turns out there's way more stories about this kind of stuff from around the state of South Carolina. So I appreciate you guys doing that. Uh, if you don't mind checking out my other podcast, it's called When Words Fail, Music Speaks. I do that with my buddy James Cox. It's all about music and battling depression with the power of music. So uh, we're available also on all the platforms that you can think of. We're also on YouTube. Go check us out. Stay up to date when we drop new episodes there. Sources for this episode come from theguardian.com, the New York Times, the Greenville Journal, vox.com, and Wikipedia. I am your creator and host, Blake Mosley, and this has been South Carolina Spook Show. Y'all stay spooky.